All right. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in at uh, 5 a.m. with Damian Christopher Dixon. I am your host. I hope you're feeling pretty good, feeling pretty strong, because as you already know, this podcast show is about communication, communication and a hint of storytelling. So now on today's show, show topic is going to be titled John and Sue. Yes, a story about John and Sue. So uh, grab some grapefruit juice, <laughs> grab some cranberry juice. I'm not, I'm not sure what you enjoy. Grab your favorite beverage, your favorite snack, uh, maybe some goldfish. No, I value you. I value your time. I'm just so grateful for you being here, tuning in. All right, let's get started. Cool. So, um, so like on on the boys' diabolical anime series, right? Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's like it's like one through eight episodes, right? And I think episode seven is about John and Sue. And um, so, like, you got to think about it's an anime. Uh, John is, um, I think, Korean or Vietnamese, and so is his wife. And she has this, this, um, this, you know, disease-ridden illness, and she's gonna die pretty much. So he works at a pharmaceutical, at a pharma, uh, he works at a pharmaceutical company, and he's trying to, you know, go to work. He's trying to take care of the bills, take care of his wife, and of course, she's at the hospital. So he's walking uh, from her from her hospital room to his job, and he checks in, and he's like, you know, gosh, man, I, I gotta find a way to save my wife. I gotta do something. I mean, there, there's plans, there's dreams. We got things that that we want to do. So uh, while at the pharmaceutical uh, agency and the company that he works for, he realizes, man, like they they have laboratories and maybe um, experiments that can maybe use on my wife to keep her alive. So he breaks into the lab. He gets uh, what's called um, a compound, you know, compound, like, you know, healing agency. But he has no idea what the side effects are going to be. He has no clue. And, of course, he gets the, the agency and the antidote. And he, of course, escapes from the, from the laboratory, which he shouldn't. Now, 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 stories like these are very emotional and captivating, okay? Because there's always these elements of of what, like, okay, death, right? No one wants to die. There's always elements of of loneliness and despair, right? And the last thing that these stories bring are are, are hopelessness versus hope, right? And if you're watching someone die, and if you if you've ever personally you yourself listening, if you ever watch someone die or suffer. Or someone who's ill, man, it is the most like I mean it, it definitely pulls on the emotional strings of just exhaustion, fatigue, uh again, just despair and hopelessness, right? And 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 imagine, well, wait a minute, you know, I, I could possibly take matters into my own hands, I could possibly do something about this, right? And most of us, including myself, partly myself, would, but Again, my, my answer is still be, I would still let my kid die. I would still watch my mother die. I would still watch my spouse die and let them die the natural death. Run the, let it run its natural course, pretty much, is what I'm trying to articulate here. Because death is going to run its course regardless whether I get the answer or not. But I'm just thinking about how, how these stories always tend to like draw us in and they, they captivate it. Like, like right now I'm captivated by this story because I'm thinking, man, you know, who do you talk to? Everybody at your work thinks you're fine. Everybody in your, your maybe your church thinks you're fine. Everybody in your family who, who don't know all the deep details maybe think you're fine. And or some might think, oh, well, she's just in the hospital. She'll, she'll, she'll recover, right? But only it's probably a handful of people um, will be there with you. It's probably going to be just you and that person. Maybe maybe a sister or two, uncle. It just depends, right? Every situation, every family is different. But I, I definitely think it's captivating. And it's something about the human condition that 
drives us and causes us to want to take matters into our own hands, want to take matters into our own hands, wanting to control the outcome, the results, what can happen, what will happen, what won't happen. And, and so that's kind of where the, the rubber meets the road in this type of situation because you're going to face it or you, or you have faced it one day or you've been through it or, and are going through it right now. I've been through it. I'm still going through it indirectly. Um, but I just like, wow, like, why am I so captivated by this story? Like, I, I, what is it? What does it all mean? Now, just uh, just uh, this final, final layer to hopelessness. All right. It's something about like, like, like when we feel like we have nothing else to lose, nothing left to lose. So let's say a situation you're your kid, like I said, your, your mom or your, or your brother or sister is dying of this terminal illness, which is inoperable. Right. And. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you how much? I mean, think think about that. Like, what what type of money, what type of money will it take to to afford a treatment like that? That's number one. Number two, the the the, the time. Again, it's going to be just maybe just a handful of people who are going to just be available to have time to, to come help you and sit with you and sit with her and, and bathe her and you know clean her, shave her. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, there's nurses, doctors, but come on, come on, just just get real. Uh, her illness or his illness. Or your child's illness is inoperable, so you know it's just a matter of time. So, um, so like I said, the final layer to this hopelessness thing is just okay. Like, what else do I have to lose, man? Like, like, like let's go for it. And oftentimes, uh, the, the encouragement is, is for us not to wait. I'm, I'm telling myself this right now, not to wait until we're in situations like this to understand, man. You know, um, why did I wait till I'm, I'm almost out of time to take a risk or to do the thing that I really want to do or, or go somewhere where I really want to go? Like, I, I, like, what am I waiting for? So another example of, uh, of not, not having anything left to lose or nothing else to lose is like uh, I've been wanting to go back to California uh, probably for over 10 or 15 years now. And, and going back to California on a, on a regular consistent basis. Like, so I went once in February 2022. Now this is July. But my point is, it's like, if, if us human beings and just in general, you listening, you yourself, like, why do we wait until we're out of time? Why do we wait until like, OK, I have nothing left to lose. Right. <laughs> and I'm asking myself, hey, Damien, why do you wait? Like, like, why? Why did you wait? Why are you waiting right now? Like, what are you waiting for? I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. But um, it oftentimes it, it takes us reaching to that place of having nothing left to lose to finally step over that threshold. And I don't mean just being fully alive. I don't, and I definitely don't mean harming people. Uh, and, and like I said, in this situation, uh, John has to break into a pharmaceutical lab. And as funny as this lab, like I said, he, he's like a, a porter or housekeeper. And everyone knows his face. Everyone knows him. Like he's been there for over 20 years. And so he's he's just been this upstanding, friendly guy. But 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 again, no one at this pharmaceutical uh, company knows that John's going through this. So so John has reached a point of not just desperation, but he's just like, okay, there's nothing left to lose. She's dying. I don't want her to die. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to go through this alone. How do I prolong? How do I extend? Right. And 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 again, this this has come up in my life, in your life, someone that you know. Um, <laughs> it's a common theme and I, I don't think it's, it's ever going to go away I don't think it's ever going to um, end or stop to where we just okay where we're just perfectly content and full and whole and everyone in our family is content full and whole I, I just don't think life works that way 
but I want to I want you to ask yourself uh, if you are in a place of of where you've lost hope and you have nothing left to lose, like what what, what are you doing with that, and and what would you do with that, right? Who would you talk to about that, and where would you go? Because as I'm watching John, I'm, I'm listening to John. I'm like, man, John, you're not really talking to anyone about what you're going through. So, like, of course, like I've mentioned time and time and time again in my previous episodes about suffering in silence. And it's, it's easy to do. We've all done it, and we all still do it. But my encouragement is for us to not suffer in silence, not suffer alone, especially if you're a couple and or if you're a single mother, single father, uh, if you're a brother taking care of your, your siblings, grandparents, so on and so forth. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Coming at you right now with a special, special message from Cassania Smith-King. Now, she is an independent distributor and owner at My Bella Scented Candles. So if you if you love scented candles, but you hate the black soot you can get on jars from some candle brands, then hey, you'll love My Bella's clean, burning natural wax candles. Now, they are high quality, long lasting scented candles and melts that will have your home smelling absolutely amazing. Now, my Bella's candles are made in the United States with high quality ingredients to give you a high end performing candle or melt at a very affordable cost. Now, my Bella's candles burn clean and have 100% cotton wicks with safety colors, so you'll get the same strong, realistic fragrance from your first burn to your last. I love that. Now, so does your group or organization need funds? Please contact Cassania Smith King directly at her website and her email address at www.myabellascentedcandles.com or her email address is going to be myabellascentedcandles at gmail.com. That is M-I-A-B-E-L-L-A-S-S-C-E-N-T-E-D-C-A-N-D-L-E-S at gmail.com. Now, lastly, you can reach on her Instagram page at the at sign Maya Bella Scented Candles. That is M I A. B-E-L-L-A-S-S-C-E-N-T-E-D-C-A-N-D-L-E-S. Again, that is Cassania Smith-King. Thank you so much. Well, all right, here we are. Man, you made it to the end of, of another beautiful episode. I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for just staying to the end. I appreciate that. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. I care about you a great, great, great deal. Call to, call to action is simple. This is your first time here tuning in for the first time. Please subscribe to become a regular, consistent listener. Uh, you got questions, comments, man, text me at 254 on the text line, 254-878-7135. I'd love to just to get your feedback. Lastly, if, if, if this episode was fun or benefits you in some way, please share it with one person. That's all I ask. Lastly, as I always say, man, Jesus, man, he, he is the truest and purest love of your soul. He cares about you and he died for you. So take that with you. Have a great week. Cool.